Welcome to I've Seen Things. I'm Taja. I'm Amy. And we're here to chat about logistics and safety. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are, you, why are you doing your face? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're already off script. <laughs> so the reason we've decided to do this podcast, um, we were talking in our random rambles one day about how there wasn't enough podcasts, not just in general. Um, <laughs> There's plenty of podcasts there in general. <laughs> plenty. Plenty. Uh, but we were talking about the fact that um, logistics and safety and especially women in logistics and safety don't have enough voice out there. And we were just wanting to provide anecdotes, uh, what we've seen. Uh, the absolute ridiculous stories that we have to tell because people in logistics and safety sometimes have the biggest butt heads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> yes. And just being part of the newer generation that's coming up like we're not the newest of the generations joining the workforce no. but we're sort of in between the two and sometimes it's interesting seeing the different just the different attitudes between the older generation that have had to go through so much change in the last 10 years and the younger generation coming in and forcing a new wave of change but mm. just seeing how they butt heads themselves is quite interesting <laughs> I, th- I think we were sort of talking about that and it was um, safety from yesteryear. You know, you hear um, a lot of the sort of mid- Oh, well, in my day. Yeah, yes. And it would be sort of like mid-40s up, I'd say. would, would up start to about to- the retirement age of yeah. 65 to 70, yep. And then start with, oh, well, we didn't used to do it that way. We'd yep. do it and it would be some ridiculous story about... Falling off trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or climbing up scaffold or not having a harness on and just kind of going for it or, you know, um, the various back-in-my-day stories that you get um, are a good mixed bag. Um, Some make you laugh and then you become horrified and then other times you just go, that's pure stupidity. (laughs) Insanity. Or the tease, if you will. Or the the, um, stories that you have primarily in my experience out of the transport side of things with the old truckies and <laughs> just just driving until you really feel like you're going to keel over because yeah you know you're hopped up on whatever you can to keep your eyes open but mm. you don't really know where you're going anymore <laughs> no no and that's the scary part of all this that we have a lot of things in place we have a lot of rules and laws and regulators and but we also have a lot of new technology. Yes. So there's a lot of things that have come into play after the generation that we are speaking about right now that half of them don't even know how to utilise. And half of them don't want to know how to utilise. Or don't know how to utilise it anyway because they're not even good with a smartphone um, or they don't recognise that it's helping them necessarily. That might be look- They're looking at it hindering. Yeah, like um, the new technology in the trucks that help the truckies to stay alert and Mm. figure out whether or not they're falling into micro-sleeps. A lot of the truckies hate it. The the newer truckies, they're more used to it. They understand that it's there to help them, but a lot of the older generation are like, it's annoying and frustrating and I hate it and it just means that they're they're watching me all the time. Those cameras don't don't send anything back to your boss unless you do something wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like fall asleep in your chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Yes. They've got better things to do than have video on you 24-7 and watch every eyebrow movement um, and facial expression, basically. Yeah, they only really kick in if your eyes are closed for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot of progressive changes happening in both fields um, around regulating um, the safety of transport and health and safety itself. Um, But I think it's just bridging the gap between the old guard and the new guard. And between the two fields, because um, as we've spoken about a few times, sometimes safety will have these brilliant ideas, but logistically it's a little bit harder to implement in reality. And sometimes their ideas are just off the wall. (laughs) I've had a few of those. (laughs) But we'll get there. Um, (laughs) But just so that everyone is aware of our backgrounds, I've been working in transport since I was about um, 16, 15, 16, but my um, family has been involved in transport pretty much my entire life. My father has been in it for as long as I've been alive and my brother also drives trucks and has he's a fully qualified diesel mechanic, so he's been around them pretty much his whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, you've been in safety most of your working life, haven't you? Bit of a mixed bag, actually. Um, so safety for probably the last four years. Um, and then before that, it has been a common theme. Um, don't get me wrong, but I have done a, a lot of different roles. Um, the ins- inspiration, I guess, behind me getting into safety was probably my dad. He was a safety officer on construction sites since he became a qualified um, glazier. Uh, and so the amount of stories we'd get at home about being safe. Um, it's a pretty common theme in our house about safety. So, you know, you was trucks. <laughs> yeah. Like you just hear all different things, you know, um, probably one of the ones just as a quick story would be, um, he come home and he said, someone, uh, dropped a big glass pane of glass, uh, from the 13th floor and everyone just had to say, watch out. You can't watch out for a big pane of glass. Together. Yeah, it's a bit see-through. It's a bit see-through. <laughs> Um, so people scattered, but whether or not they're scattering on the ground to safety um, after dropping said glass um, was a whole other thing. Someone did get squished. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, not a good way to go in any sense of the way. But, um, yeah, so stuff like that or, you know, just stupidity of unplugging a plug you know, on a floor to something that you don't know what the plug is. Oh, you mean like that cleaner that recently um, destroyed 25 years of research by unplugging the fridge because it was in the way? Yeah, that sort of stupidity where you're not sure what you're, you're just like, oh, just unplug this thing, you know. I mean, Dad was on a swinging stage. Someone unplugged the plug for the swinging stage, so he ended up um, holding on for dear life till they got it plugged back in all because the guy wanted to plug in a sander. <laughs> Uh, no one asked a good question, really, uh, in that particular is moment Is someone time. using that? <laughs> is someone, is this connected to something that's important? Yes, someone's on a swinging stage. So, I mean, there's those sort of stories that kind of really impacted me um, going into, like, the theme park industry as my first kind of roles with operating thrill rides and stuff like that. So yeah, I think my um, role into the transport industry was a little bit more accidental. <laughs> This thing called the GFC happened. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh we I was, I'm, I'm all very classically trained in um, hospitality and hotel management. And, yeah, the GFC happened and hotels weren't a big thing. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone was saving their dollars. And my father offered me a couple of hours work at his transport company, just yeah. filling out dockets and answering phones. Yeah. And it progressed from there. So 
I guess both our dads got us into what we're doing. <laughs> I think so. In a real life, I mean, dad never said to me, you should get into safety. That was, I don't think I've ever had that conversation with him, but it was definitely, I realized that was a huge theme um, growing up and then getting into, you know, any job where it was like safety was quite, you know, important. You couldn't really stuff it up. And if you did, it was had great consequences about what the, um, what the actions were afterwards, you know, or what the effects were. So I think regardless of the job, whether it was like a mentor that was guiding me in safety or like getting into like a HSR role, you know, and volunteering to be part of the HSC committee and, you know, that sort of thing. And then really growing, doing some study. Uh, and then, yeah, and then got into it properly as a HSC, you know. Which was uh, before we met. Before we met, yes, yes, we only met a year ago, year year and a half ago, year and a half ago, yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, we've got some great stories, and we'll have other people come on. I think at a later date, we'll have some guests. Yeah, we will have a um, we we are planning to have a uh, a segment that is safety from yesteryear, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have some of the um older generation come through and tell us about what it was like when they first started in their particular industries. And yes all the changes that they've seen happen in the meantime and what they do and don't like about those things. Cause some of them are quite happy for those changes. You know, they've seen mates get hurt or mm. even killed on a job site and they don't want that to happen to other people. And so mm. they're happy for it, but others just find it frustrating. Yes. Yes. And there's only so many faces you can pull when stupidity happens or not pull. Uh, <laughs> I've been in many situations where I've just, you don't really know what to do sometimes, um, but to keep cool, otherwise you could just lose your mind yeah, at a lot of people. That's always sort of the first principle, isn't it? Don't panic. Yep. Just look just normal. And it's really hard to look normal when there's sheer stupidity um, of lines like, oh, I just don't really care. I'll just get another job. I'm going to get another job if you're missing a limb more. <laughs> no. Or your life. No. But, I mean, there's that mentality. There's also the mentality of, oh, nothing bad's going to happen. I've done it a million times. Mm. Uh, there's all sorts of different excuses. Um, or I just, I don't know really why I did it. I just wanted to shake up the day. The intrusive thoughts got in the way. <laughs> they the intrusive thoughts do. won. Yeah, yes, for that particular person and that particular moment in time, yes, they did win. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you can be as safe as you think you can be in a particular situation and things will still go wrong and you'll still get hurt. Yeah. I mean, um, there was a loader that I used to work with who lost the tip of his, fin his finger mm. and he was doing everything he possibly could in the situation to be safe. Mm. He was wearing his gloves, he was, you know, keeping his hands where they should be, but the contraption still pulled back on him and he lost the tip of his finger yep. inside the glove. Yeah, it's yeah. That was yeah, interesting. Pull his glove out of the out of the spring, and the hand was over here bleeding, and the, mm. the finger was still in the glove, but the glove wasn't cut. Yes, I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, where you could be wearing all the correct PPE, you're doing all the right things, like you say, but there's just something something happens, and it's sometimes unexplainable. You cannot find. It's just fluke or, or random. You know, it's just a random event yep. that you probably could never repeat. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you just have to do what you can to be as safe as you can in the situation. Yeah, yeah, with everyone else around you. Yeah, you and know. I mean, he could have lost his whole finger, but he lost the tip of his finger. So mm. best case scenario in a bad scenario. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We um 
we thought we'd start with something that we're both very familiar with, which is um, warehouse and production safety mm-hmm. and sort of situations that we've seen over our time working together and prior to. Prior to, and yes, after. and the broader Because the Amy broader and I sense. no longer work together. No, but... we don't. <laughs> well, we do this. We work this together. But... <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we won't also mention anywhere's um, particular no, we won't, we names. We won't call anything out um, or, by name unless unless we're talking about something that is a public interest story that has already been listed publicly. Yes. Yeah, we just uh, want to clarify that we're not going to um, name people. Uh, or we won't name people. We won't name companies. Companies that we've previously worked at unless somehow, somehow, I say somehow real loosely, you may guess yourselves. In which case, speculation is speculation and we have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a good cover. I like it. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a few things that they're going to uh, see or hear over the time and they're going to recognise some things, that situations, especially if they're local listeners, where they're going to know sort of the, the scenarios that have made local news or yes. situations that they've maybe worked in or around those areas. But, um, no, we, we are going to try very hard to keep it as vague in regards to those mm. things as possible but um more specific to the situations of safety and implementation yes definitely and i think it um can be funny at times you can't help but laugh at certain situations um whether or not they're serious or should be serious i think that's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction sometimes though is just sort yeah. of laugh it off and deal with the trauma later <laughs> yeah definitely so i think um as much as yes Sometimes, you know, talking about um, regulation laws, you know, around transport and safety and warehousing and things like that, people sort of start to it's almost like, I'm going to just go to sleep now. It's actually not. It's actually really interesting for, for anyone out there that's got anything to do with working a job. Yeah. Like ba- basically every a job. job has its level of safety that's required. So even in an office environment, you've got safety protocols and things that you need to adhere to. Um, and oh, the intrusive thoughts in an office environment. Oh, dear. <laughs> look at that stapler. Look at it. <laughs> now, and now look at Jim sitting over there just <laughs> slurping his coffee. You, have, you, you, you just said Jim really quickly. Has there been a Jim in your life that... <laughs> No, but I was watching a show you. last night with a really annoying gym in it. So, <laughs> okay. So, to all the gyms out there, you're safe. Everything is fine. <laughs> and I like that you referenced listeners uh, when we're and, and watches. I mean, we do have a we video. do have watches we do have too. A video podcast, uh, yes, for all those paying attention at home, um, <laughs> more than one listener. No, we were. Talking about this to a couple of people uh, at our workplaces, uh, our families and some friends. So we're hoping that there'll be more than than two of you. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll just, as my friend Christy said last night, she will be happy to be named (laughs) when we reference the listener. Just the one listener. Hey, Christy. Christy. (laughs) (laughs) For listening at home and uh, playing at home. So, uh, but it becomes... to be quite popular i mean we'll be stoked so you know hopefully we bring an added extra uh, what do you want to say uh a, a little pizzazz a to, little a little we would i think we would like to get to the point where we can actually have discussions with our viewers and listeners of different situations that they've been in yeah. because while we have a lot of our own anecdotal situations to discuss i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have their own situations where they're like that was stupid mm that didn't need to happen. Yeah. 
And a lot of the time it can give shock value. Like you just ask anybody about even forklift safety. Oh. <laughs> and it just sends shivers down <laughs> Taj's spine and my spine. Um, but you... And from very different perspectives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've almost been run over by one. I don't really want to do that again. <laughs> um, yeah. What's that about speeding on forklift? Anyway, we'll get to that. I think it's like golf carts. It's why I'm not allowed to drive either of no, it's really, shouldn't. it's really fun and really fast. <laughs> you get a glint in your eye, and it really freaks me out. So, um, look, I've never nearly run someone over with one, no. either a golf cart or a forklift. But I have almost been run over by a forklift. So, okay, but you're here, you're alive. I am, and that forky was probably regretting not finishing that deed. <laughs> Was it a gym? It was not a gym. Okay. I'm just checking. I actually don't remember his name. That happened when I was about 20, so it was a while ago. Okay. Okay. Well, you're you're. I've lived another. I've lived another decade after that, so we're fine. <laughs> so for all four drivers out there, don't run me over. You'll be safe. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the conclusion. Um, but no, you, you can name a lot of different things, and um, it can be quite a broad topic. But generally, someone's got a story about it. Yeah. On like, and whether or not it's a short anecdote or quite a, a long and you know full on story, you definitely there's someone or someone knows someone that can vouch to have been involved or yeah. witnessed yeah, or, something or been told something by someone. Who's, yes, who's been involved or witnessed. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where like safety and logistics don't just apply to the um, transport or the warehousing field. It's sort mm-hmm. of it's a lot more broad than that because it doesn't matter whether you're working in a supermarket yep. or driving a road train. Hmm. It doesn't matter how big the equipment is or how small the task is. There is going to be an element of it that could hurt you. Yeah. And you have to do that particular task properly. Yeah. And we've learned that over time, over the many, many years people have been doing these roles to make them safer for the next generation. Yes. Well, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like you said before, people can argue that some controls that are put in place are overkill. There can be safety to the point of absolute ridiculousness where it actually hinders your job. Um, I have a story for you about those, but we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Um, (laughs) But I mean, you know, even if we did want to focus on one field, you would have thousands of stories. You know, like even I could talk to my dad or we could talk to your dad about their industries and I mean construction alone you know oh the stories you the get from those stories you get just from those particular industries but you know then there's mining and forestry and you know then it goes into like you know oh, so many and, and you know the trawler boats and, and things like that the the sort of the every industry has its own risks yes and so every industry is going to have its own stories yes even I mean you know, to completely go a bit, not left field, I sort of hate using that term, but it's customer service or retail call oh, centres. I don't think people understand the, the safety risks in those. They're not necessarily no. physical in the way that a job that is manual labour would be, but there is definitely an element of risk there with yeah your, your mental and your emotional health, certainly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's the new code that's just been released this year um, that's been integrated into the health and safety um, legislation, the psychosocial hazards in yes. the workplace uh, that's recognised now. So um, even more so than what it was, which is a really great thing. But, I mean, and that's... And that a... went... Um, that became law, was that beginning of June? April. April. 
April, I want to say April. It was a lot earlier. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that there that the, there was one about the mental well being in your workplace that has become like that the, that your boss has to provide mm. a healthy mental workplace. Yes. Because uh, uh, when we were doing some training, it was at the start of this year and it was around March and April. So I think it came into effect in the first of April. But we will double check that just for the listener at home. Hi, Christy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't call you all out once we get more listers than, you know, probably like I'd say 15. <laughs> we'll be like reeling off all these names. Um, but yeah. Maybe we'll be happy to try. Maybe there'll just be an episode where we just list names for an hour. <laughs> can, we get, can we get to that episode, please? <laughs> Six degrees of separation. It's just all these names. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many different areas, you know, oil refineries, you know, FIFO work, all sorts of different areas. So we'd love to hear from other people and even, you know, we'll – talk amongst all our peers and that and try and grab some more stories and look we're, we're happy for you to we do have an email address we do have our instagram set up yeah so we're happy for you to um email it or to send us a dm or just um let us know when we talk to you if if you're someone that we do know um, <laughs> and we're, look we're happy to keep it as confidential for you as we are planning to keep it for ourselves as well it doesn't need to be yes. something that's you know, called no. out by name or, or by workplace. No. That's, I don't think that that's very fair. No. Especially if it's like something that has, Six. yes, it was a one-time thing and it's all been dealt with and then they fixed their procedures now. Like, But knowing that, that it is a risk is probably important. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just, you know, it still might be traumatic for some people too, depending on what it was. So you don't want to call anybody out or uh, implicate anybody further on anything so i think yeah we will change names or we won't mention names if if that's the thing or we just miss Um, or mrs anonymous you know that's how we progress with that but yeah we'll definitely do our best to get some interesting stories make it fun as fun as we can yes (laughs) uh on the topics that we have going um but we just want to be able to talk about it from our perspectives and then seek other perspectives on both logistics and safety and see how we go with that and bring it to a wider audience. I think it's lacking uh, that. Yeah, I think it's a topic that a lot of people like to stay away from. And I think that a lot of people that work in the logistical side of things don't necessarily like or get along with their safety counterparts because sometimes it can be very hard to Mm. put in place the things that have been spoken about as required safety measures or sometimes people just think that it's um, ridiculous. Yeah. That there's, there's certain things that are ridiculous. Um, There are some things that absolutely they agree with and they want to put in place, but sometimes it's just stuff that's you look at it and you think, what are you talking about? (laughs) This is, this is going to make it so much harder to do that safely. I feel like you've said that to me, that sentence a couple of times. What are you talking about? What Probably. is this what is this you know yes. and it's not even coming from me like i haven't made it up it's, it's, a, it's come from the top you know yeah, but you're the one who says it to me yeah i'm the, mes- I'm the messenger yeah yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah well you were the messenger not <laughs> no no um but no you're right i think there's um bridging gaps and uh also i think i can't speak for you 
in this sense, but I know safety gets a bad rap with um, having a big stick and throwing the big stick around a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think sometimes it's a little bit of a, a joint effort in the fact that um, it can make our lives harder and then we get the rap for, for being painful in the logistics mm. side of things and, and transporting things. But we're just trying to do what we've been told to do and we're trying to do it safely and in yeah. a timely manner so that everybody is happy, but that's sometimes just impossible. Mm. So I, I mean, my goal was to, in my last workplace, was to change the attitude towards safety and me, you know, insert whoever person it is now or will be or was before me, but um, my approach to it was to have a big stick but never use it carrot and stick <laughs> i mean here's the carrot i'll be really nice to you but here's the stick don't make just me use don't. it <laughs> well i think it was just an approach of i didn't want people scared of me i don't want people running from me i don't want people to ignore me i wanted uh what <laughs> uh, i do i do distinctly remember a couple of people running from you <laughs> <laughs> yes um but overall it got to the point that i had everyone going, hey, Amy, waving to me. Yes, you had a good rapport with everyone on site when we worked together. Yeah. And I'm sure that you'll be the same going forward with where you are now. Yeah. And I think if it can be seen as we're helping and we're there, not just to enforce stuff and, and say things you're doing wrong, I think it was, one, asking them how they are, getting to know them as people, stopping just to have a moment yeah, you took a very personable approach to it. Uh, yeah, so I think having having a completely flipped version of what a safety officer is, to, I'm hoping my, my lasting legacy there would be that not everyone is the same and hopefully not everyone will have the same approach and it can be a different, you can do it a different way but still get the same result of people being as safe as they can, you know, without, you know, the yeah, added and- human component yes. of... But you you were always very um, a strong proponent of making sure that the near misses were reported mm. rather than the accidents. So it was like, yes, report the accidents, but I would rather know about the near misses so we can just stop any accidents. Yeah. So I think it was that reactive approach for a long time. And I think it's still very prevalent, I think, across all industry. Even your industry is can be very reactive rather than being proactive with things. Um, I think that's because they spend so much time trying to react to new legislation that keeps being heaped on them. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a lot. Yeah, the there's... transport industry is one of the most overly regulated industries industry. in Australia, and it is it is very frustrating. And and mm. um, it's one thing that I get quite frustrated over. And and I'm not even working in it the way that I was because I was um, directly involved in transport companies for a very long time. And now yeah. on the other end of it, I get to be the customer, which is lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, is it? Yeah, it, is it, it really is. Okay. It's lovely. All right, all right. Just checking. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things that becomes really frustrating because you get the bad rap for so many things, and yeah. it's not something that you can actually help because you get a bad rap for destroying the roads. But if you want your milk and bread on the shelf at the supermarket, or toilet you paper, need a truck. Toilet paper, or party cakes, you know, yeah. all of the all of the all of the things that you need in your house to live a comfortable life. Surprise, they're moved by trucks. Mm. And trucks get such a bad name and it's not always fair. No. 
I mean, I'm never going to sit here and say that all truckies are good truckies because that's not true. It's just like all car drivers are not good car drivers. They're not all bad. They're not all good. No. But it's, just, it's one of those things that it, it seems to be that the default situation in um, an accident or an incident is always that it's going to be the truckies' fault. And mm. I'm really thankful that new technology, relatively, dash cams are a thing and a lot of the truck um, trucking companies put them in pretty quickly. Like it was one of the things that they were very happy to adopt early yeah. because it saved them a hell of a lot of money <laughs> in insurance claims because the amount of people, like just driving to work in the morning, I yeah. travel quite a decent stretch of highway and I see people behaving badly with trucks all the time. Mm. Like the other day on the way to work, I saw a truck get like a, a fully loaded dump truck mm. get brake checked by a little car, mm. a little two-door hatchback. And it was like, mate, <laughs> you are the weight of his wheel. <laughs> Even if he wanted to, he can't stop. No. No. And that's probably another good point that we will probably talk about in a future, probably not next episode, but future episodes about... Um, Daily safety? Daily safety of trucks on the road and dealing with, um, I was going to say pedestrians. No, it's not pedestrians. Cars. And then probably secondary is pedestrians. But um, just general road safety. Just general road safety and and people being um, quite unaware unless they've done defensive driving maybe. Uh, And I'm not even sure if that's covered in it. But the education around trucks and how dangerous brake checking a truck (laughs) or cutting a truck off Mm -hmm. uh are two examples i'm sure you've got plenty more but yeah and i Mm. I mean i don't even think that people realize that in their own vehicles the faster you go the further you need in order to stop into order to stop safely yeah yeah it's just one of those things that once you have that momentum behind you it's so much harder to stop yeah it's this once you add 20 ton to that momentum you got no hope even harder no hope uh, and I don't know whether that needs to uh, be a ca- another campaign. I don't know if they've campaigned that particular road safety about around trucks before. I don't remember. I, yes, I okay. do believe that they have. And I, I have actually recently seen a big uptick on um, you know, the signs on the back of trucks where it's like, if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. Yeah, yeah. Don't overtake turning vehicle, all of those sort sure. of general safety notices. Yeah. I don't know how much attention people pay to them Mm. but i have noticed that there has been quite a few new ones Mm. on a couple of different carriers doors that essentially state i need this much space to stop yeah and i being that i've grown up around trucks and truck drivers and all of that it's something that was drilled into me very early when i went to get my license yeah and so i've always sort of had the i've maintained the, the brain space that I must always assume a truck is fully loaded. Oh, yeah. And if that truck is fully loaded, this is the space it needs to stop. And so I do my utmost best to make sure that that if I'm pulling in front of a truck, that is the minimum distance I am away from him in front of him. Yeah. I yeah. always prefer to travel behind them. I don't care how slow they're going. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd rather be behind you. <laughs> but I think even a, a truck, you know, uh, if it's now, I'm not good with terminologies of trucks. But if it's uh, quite a large truck and it's about to merge on, say, the M1 and someone speeds up 
all of a sudden because I don't want to let that truck in, but it's got enough room. It happens stupidly often, yes. Yes. Um, I Because I've been, you know, heavily involved with um, logistics at, with you at the last job, um, understanding a lot more around trucks was great for my education as well. So I'm always the one that pulls back and I'm like waving them in and I always get like the roll down and the quick like handout like thanks thanks so much but I or mean that, or that if they can't see you anymore they'll do the hazard flash yeah yeah like they'll yeah like thanks thanks you know like kind of thing but the amount of times I see other people where they're like oh hell no and they'll speed up or they'll merge into the lane the truck's about to like half their cab is already over yeah and in those cases I, I don't think that people realize that they then become at fault. If that driver is equipped properly with cameras and things and they that driver hits him, he yeah. beca- it's not the truck that is at, held at fault for that. Mm-mm. It's the car driver that refused to give way. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, it's the same as any other merging situation. You have to give way to merging traffic. Yeah, it's a problem in Queensland. <laughs> and I'll say that broadly. Uh, Queenslanders do not like letting people in no. uh, at all. <laughs> Um, and I do like the zip approach. Zip. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that where you let one in, you know, and then another yes, car and then you let the another zipper, one in. The zipper approach yeah. where you're supposed to, you're supposed to one to one to one yeah, to one. Yeah, yeah. And that is, well. that is what is supposed to happen. And I do believe that that is what's actually written into the road rules, but we'll, we'll double check that. Okay, Christy, we'll double, we've got this, we'll double check it. Um, <laughs> but it does work well and it works well for trucks too. I mean, you, it gets to a point where they're going to run out of road and they're, they're going to be, they're coming on the road. They're coming, merging. You have to let them in. Um, and look, it goes the, it goes the other way around too, because I've, I've had it where I've merged onto the um, motorway and I've had a truck and the lane next to him has been dead empty, mm. but he hasn't, I'm, he's run me into the shoulder because yeah. he's not wanted to let me in. And it's like, there was literally no one but us here. You <laughs> it's could've, just you and me. It's just you and me, buddy. And you could have moved over a little bit and just, like, I would have been out of your way in a heartbeat. Yeah. You, would, you were traveling so much faster than me. It would have been fine. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to talk about, it's probably a whole episode, just road safety with trucks and cars and yeah, all the things that go with that. I think that's probably going to be an interesting topic to cover um with harrowing stories yeah and i think a lot of um general motor motorists don't understand like trucks have a lot more blind spots than they think uh, yeah which i i'm i'm i don't know i think it boils my blood if that if i can say that um that people either don't educate themselves around what they're dealing with on the road whether you get you know complacent or you just you do your license you get your license you sort of just Okay, well, that's all I need to know. But there's constant sort of education around things, even dealing with trams uh, on the Gold Coast now. You know, we're dealing with... Yeah, um, this is why I avoid the Gold Coast. <laughs> it's really cool, the Gold Coast, if you have not been. I'm, uh, happy, I'm happy to go down and park my car in a parking bay and then walk. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, even those, you know, they've got visual pictures of trams, what they're equal to with the amount of rhinos that it would take if you slammed into one, you know, oh, yeah. what it would and, feel. And I think so, when the trams were first put up, how many cars did they have to oh, winch mate. off the tracks? So many. So <laughs> we're not used to them anymore. So many. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, you know, uh, so I think bottom line, we want some really interesting stories. I, maybe it'll help people understand maybe a little bit more around general safety and general transport and logistics side of things. 
um, and just, I don't know, help people maybe understand it's it's not all what it seems either. No, it's a, it, I think a lot of people think that the jobs are quite easy because, oh, you've got forklifts and they do it all for you, but that's not accurate. No. I, there's not a single forklift job I know of where they spend all day on the forklift. No, there's definitely, definitely not. There's definitely a lot of, of manual labour that still goes into those roles. And so the back so the side of it of paperwork, um, chasing orders. Making sure the right thing goes out, making sure the right thing comes in. Yeah. Um, especially if you're working at something where you're dealing with um, chemicals or dangerous goods in any form. Yeah. And dangerous goods are um, more prevalent than people think in those sort of industries, in even in your own homes. Yeah. So I can guarantee you that if you have a cupboard at home that's <laughs> got dangerous holds, goods in it. <laughs> that holds cleaning goods, you've probably got two in there that shouldn't be together. Yes. I mean, I've found that in... Um... A place where we buy tools and hardware and things, um, oh, yeah, yeah. and and the local supermarket, you know, that sort of thing. Um, putting chlorine and uh, against certain things or on top of things that shouldn't be. Um, yeah. And if people aren't yeah. educated on it, they're not going to know that they've just made a bomb. No, <laughs> definitely not. So I think there's definitely interesting on like ground level, you know, floor floor type jobs right up to CEOs mm-hmm. you know there's definitely stories from every angle and every crevice yeah, of... yeah. and sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's just lack of education and a lot of ignorance and sometimes there is a bit of malicious yeah. uh, intent in De- certain things that that sometimes a lot of the bigger bosses do because they just don't give a shit for sure yeah and I mean if you are dealing with dangerous goods I mean, you've really got to be on your game, regardless of where you are in the supply chain too. It doesn't sort of matter what area you are. If you've got dangerous goods on site or transporting dangerous goods or dangerous goods are coming in even once a month, you need to be across SDS and make sure that you're storing them correctly, handling Handling. them properly, wearing PPE, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, that in itself probably be an interesting um, episode to talk about um, and, like, placarding and what that sort of means as well. Yeah, and why why trucks that are carrying dangerous goods aren't allowed to take certain routes of traffic. Yeah. Because there are, there are a lot of roads that have been banned to heavy vehicles and then there are heavy vehicles that are allowed to travel the road so long as they're not carrying specific types of loads. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, and even just education around certain chemicals um, that now cause cancer. That That we now know cause cancer. Yeah, yeah, like, that weren't sort of, you know, finally all the testing's been done and research and... And argued. Yeah, yes, yes. So, I mean, there are some pretty common names and I probably won't spiel them off in case things come back to bite us, but um, I'm sure if you can think about certain... You know, oh, like like um asbestos, like how yes. often that was used in in buildings. Like mm. even now in Queensland, if you build a, if you've bought a home that is you know older than say built in nineteen ninety, yeah, and I, or maybe it's nineteen ninety three. Um, yeah, you have to that mark. You, you have to get it tested if if there's any renovation work that you want done, you have to get it tested for asbestos yeah. because there's a specialized um there's specialized PPE that the builders have to wear and there's specialized um, like cleanup process they have to go through yeah. and drop off places that they need to send it to, to get it destroyed properly so that mm. it's not affecting the environment yeah. or them 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Affecting their lungs. No, no. But yeah, you're right. Like that was common. It's a common thing. Like, um, and people, I'm, I hope and sure know what asbestos is and what that means if you do have it or have been around it or probably know someone that's um, worked with it without PPE. Oh yes, there was there was there was a gentleman that I used to work with. he'd bought a house and he had no shits to give. He wanted to do the renovation himself to save the money. Yeah. Um, because when he was told that there was asbestos in the place, it was going to be this much extra to get rid of it because of the disposal costs and everything that they had to do to yep. do it safely. Yeah. Uh, he did it himself and he didn't tell the dump that he was just taking it into the... Yeah. yeah okay. I'm, I don't know whether he got caught because I didn't know where he lived and it's not like I'm... A bit of, I'm not that much of a tattletale, but hell, <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be breathing it in. No, um, or dust particles, or off cuts, or. But yeah. I can, I can tell you that if he did get caught, that would have been a very, very large fine. Oh gosh, yeah, I think it's upwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. that was weird. The earphone just fell out of my ear, and I yeah, thought we'll, something we'll was crawling in week. my ear. <laughs> we'll fix that next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think the fine would have been upwards of ten grand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't have been good. And I know that's the hard part. If you've got people that have that mentality, it is really hard to work with them mm-hmm. and educate them to do the correct thing. If they really don't care from the get-go, it's very hard to turn them around. Yeah. Very hard. And I know people are like, no, no, you can definitely work with them. Some people you actually can't and you have to just concede to the the point that yeah. – and just watch and hope that they don't get into an accident. Yeah, basically. Because, I mean, yes, uh, with education and with showing examples of things that can go wrong or might go wrong or, um, you know. Uh, oh, you mean like a lot of um, smokers with their – there was that big campaign where they put all of those really horrid photos on the oh, front yes. of the cigarette packets. Yes, 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 That was by law. They had to have those horrid photos. Mm-hmm. And people would buy them anyway. They didn't care. No. So um, I think working with those – you know, that sort of cohort of people um, is very challenging. Uh, It doesn't matter sort of if you're a safety officer like me or if you're in logistics and transport like Taja, um, trying times at the best and beating your head against a brick wall to try and get your message across that you need to be safe and you need to keep others safe. Um, But if they don't care and they're, um, I don't know, a bit of a loose cannon probably is the best way to describe them. They're so unpredictable how do you predict that it will be safe? Yeah. I don't think I don't. I think you just have to predict that it's not going to be safe, and yeah. then try and prepare yourself for the fallout. <laughs> at some point, their lack of shits to give is going to it's going to get them hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no the, one's invincible. No, that's true. And I think the an example of not caring was um, there was there was a FIFO worker, and they decided that the gas refinery, mm-hmm. and there was only specific smoking areas way off site mm. yeah because you know blow yourself up sure uh he lit a cigarette up in a very highly explosive area oh, good lord um and one of the safety officers many safety officers that were on site um said to him what are you doing and he said i just really don't care i really don't care i'll get another job tomorrow i'll finish my cigarette and i'll go 
So he got walked off site oh, yeah. uh, immediately. Because yeah. uh, and in a situation like that, the problem is is that it's not just himself he's putting in danger. If it's a highly mm. explosive section of work, yeah. anyone who's there with him and possibly in the surrounding areas yes. are in danger. And unfortunately, this not unfortunately, it's probably the wrong word to use, but he was very qualified in his field, very highly skilled person, um, very specific work that he was doing. So in a way, yes, he can get another job, tomorrow uh because he is sought after but in sense gives him that right in his brain to go mm. i'll just do what i want because i'll be right i'll get more work it's fine yeah but that's not a that's that's not a like a ignorance issue that's an arrogance that's issue an arrogance yes okay like, hey, i'm gonna kill myself and all these people because i can't be bothered to have my cigarette Walk. in a safe yeah. place yeah exactly so but that i'm tr- I, I hope that comes across that i'm trying to give an example of where there was zero care factor. He knew and understood the, the rules and the risks and like and where he was he highly had to educated go. in his position then. Highly so educated to have highly a very skilled. clear understanding of those risks. Yeah, but chose still to do that. Even after all of that. And he'd done the site induction, which wasn't a mean feat, it's huge, you know, being somewhere like that. Um so yeah, you can't sort of plead that you didn't know. <laughs> you no. know, like, oh, sorry, I forgot. Or, and I mean, I think there's that sense of, oh, sometimes you do forget where you are if it's a big site. Um, you temporarily forget. I don't know how you do, but you do. Um, and maybe that might have been a bit more plausible that I for- temporarily forgot where I was. Sorry. Yeah. But to, to say, I really don't care and I'll get another job, same at somewhere else tomorrow. That's no excuse. No, that's just a hell of a lot of arrogance. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're dealing with arrogance and a not caring attitude, oh, what a horrible combination. <laughs> that's not good. No. So, yeah, I hope I hope we're going to draw a crowd. I hope we're going to be well, interesting. We'd like to start with more than just one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. I think that's a good goal. Um we did, I don't know, we had the head count of like 10, didn't we? I think we, I think we were getting close up. to it when we were talking with, we were talking, um, <laughs> with a few people and they've all agreed that they'll at least listen to the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just hope to make it interesting, make it not too formal. I hope we're not going to be seen as sort of um, that way. No, I have tried to listen to a couple of safety podcasts um, and I have even tried to listen to a couple of um, safety podcasts led by women. Yeah. But they've all been very, very structured and, yeah, like, today we're talking about harness safety and then you get a rattle off of the next um, 20 minutes of just mm. these are the types of harnesses and this is the sort of thing. You're going to, if you're in a position where you need a harness, you're going to already have an idea of what sort of harness you need. Definitely. They, they are going to be rated to you. And if you don't, then that's why you would research it. You'd go talk to the safety store and you'd speak about those sorts of things. I don't think that we really need to get into that much detail when that already exists out there. I think we're just going to um, talk about the pros and cons of each side of that. I think so. Of, of needing to be wearing that <laughs> and the actual wearing it and doing the job side of things, um, but also about what happens when you don't wear it. Yeah, because I, th- I think you're right. There's a lot of training that already happens with a lot of people around PPE or their their role and what their role needs. So I think to, to run down and that's not poo-pooing any other podcasts either. No, 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 uh, no, no. We're not doing that. We're just trying to set ourselves apart and try and make this 
these two industries or yeah whatever. i've never heard one where where it's the two of two sides of the discussion actually talking yes it's i've i've heard the safety people on the safety podcast talking about what needs to happen and yeah you know what they think should happen and then i've heard the logistics side of it where they're <laughs> yes. talking about yeah all right but how and this is why this sort of thing that you're talking about won't work yes. but they've never actually spoken directly Yes, that I've been able to find. No, I haven't either. And I think um, there's there's t- times and places for formality, like Q and A, or you know, like sixty minutes type full on interview. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think <laughs> of like a, we're trying to avoid that much formality. To, I'm just trying to think of like another very formal sort of process in which it would be a very like I ask a question, you provide an answer, so on and so forth. Well, look, it's, if we ever get lucky enough to like have a discussion with someone who we know has done something wrong, we might be just mean enough to be that formal. <laughs> <laughs> and put them through the ringer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I we hope that it, it brings something completely different and to a, a particular podcasting niche market, yeah, I and think. I, yeah, and I, I think my particular hope for this sort of podcast is that both sides can understand why the other side gets frustrated a yeah, little bit easier. I think so. You know, I think um, sometimes if you're trying to implement those safety protocols, you get frustrated that nobody really wants to listen to you, but it goes both ways. The logistics people might be just as frustrated that you're not listening to why they don't think it'll work. Yes. Yes. And then you, you're ending up pulling on deaf ears. Yeah, you're just from beating both each other with a stick yeah. that you don't want to use. Um <laughs> The carrot's been thrown out the window. (laughs) I've left with the stick I don't want to use. Um, So. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, we haven't got off track. It's fine. Everything's fine, dear listener. Um, (laughs) It's fine. Uh, But I think those those are good hopes uh, slash goals slash intentions, I think. Yeah, we want to bring a little bit of light and laughter to to you some serious topics. Yeah. And make them a little bit more palatable. Yes, I think that's probably that's a good sum up. I like that. Yeah, and I mean we're not we're not in that cohort. Uh, I, I guess we're in the middle. We're mm. in the middle of uh, the old, like I said, the old guard. There's the new guard, but we're kind of in the middle because we're not super young, but we're not super old either in any sense of the word. Um, I look it, but I'm not it. <laughs> so we've sort of come at a time where it's quite interesting because it's crossovers of. Um, you know, old ideas and new ideas sort of converging on the same plane. So, yeah, I think it would be good insight to have, you know, guests and all sorts of things like that and have different perspectives from different um, walks of life and industry and age brackets. Talk to us and fill us in the gaps that we may not know either. Yes, and I mean, we certainly don't want to be um, just sticking to the industries that we've had our own personal experience in we would like to be able to talk to people that are outside of that and get perspectives on what they're doing and how they how they see it because you know it's it's one big wide world out there and everybody's <laughs> doing different shit i think so i mean you know right from you know how our roles are completely how we shape our own roles probably is the best way to say that um compared to someone that's probably the next door over you know if it's the next side over they'll probably do something completely different to you and to me and how they work so how how even working in the same place you can have a very different 
experience yeah. because I mean we worked together we were part of the same office team and everything but I was very much separated from where you were and you were separated from where I was and while yep. we had our overlap we had very different day-to-day experiences absolutely yeah yeah um and yeah just depending on whether it's a site whether it's an office whether it's um a theme park whether you know whether it's a a showing my age here blockbuster video oh (laughs) Oh, we miss it um or in my case civic video uh for those playing at home we both we both worked (laughs) at video shops the only other place where we overlap yeah that's it that's it we were, but it was competing it was still competing yes <laughs> still competing for the top notch i don't yeah anyway we won't get onto that um i, I got into an argument with the civic video the other road that used to exist there but does not anymore no <laughs> no uh but yeah like it's it's definitely everything's got its uh, risk and we'd like to talk and explore a bit more and yeah i think that's that's a good kind of introduction to who we are and what we what we want to accomplish here there will be laughter we will make sure there is laughter <laughs> i don't think we can help that we just sort of do that <laughs> it just it, it just, just comes out part of us so i mean we spent 20 minutes laughing before we even turned the recording yes <laughs> yes so i think that's kind of our who we are what we're trying to accomplish here um, and um going forwards i think it's gonna be great i will i will put a little a small caveat on the end of this is that we very clearly do not do tech stuff for a living. So. <laughs> no, we do not. Hence me having sharing a sharing yeah. a headphone this, with Taja. Um, we will we will try to fix that in a minute. <laughs> we are semi sort of professionals. <laughs> yeah. We are professionals, but not in this. <laughs> yes. So we are we are attempting to find our way on our own to start with yeah i think so and then uh yeah we'll We'll see where we go where we end up but i I do have high hopes for this yes i I think it's going to be great yes and hopefully we'll get more than um christy hi christy (laughs) (laughs) nice to meet you (laughs) um yeah no i think it's going to be good so um we'll try and find something uh extremely awesome to say at the end to wrap things up but we haven't really found that yet it might just come out um in an organic way yeah um but for now thanks for listening and we will uh catch you on the next episode where we will have a more specific topic (laughs) (laughs) not just rambles no (laughs) although we are doing that one too okay bye for now